Good afternoon, everybody. Coming to you live. I know I'm late. I'm about an hour past from when I normally get on, but I'm on. That's all that matters. So I'm going to give this a uh, couple moments for some people to jump on. We're not going to be very long today. I kind of uh, got behind due to some unexpected things that we had to do today. So, which is why I'm late getting on here. And there's plenty more that needs to be done. But God is good. And I'm excited for, number one, this, this coming Sunday. Ready and excited to see you all here, right here at His Church. Autumn posted this morning uh, a reminder that we're going to be continuing the series that we started a couple weeks ago on the family, and I'm looking forward to it. I've already heard testimonies of people that have really enjoyed it and what God has done. Uh, we're currently on day 19 of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. This is probably going to be the last video I do for the 21 days of prayer and fasting theme. Because tomorrow's Saturday, I probably won't be over here. And of course, we have church on Sunday. So you can watch the live video on the church Facebook page for the last day of 21 days of prayer and fasting. I'm not saying I'm done these videos. I, I kind of feel like the Lord wants me to continue uh, doing uh, videos throughout the week uh, for those that want to be encouraged and those that have been encouraged through this. And I know they've been shared and and people have commented on them and things like that, all to the glory of God. So I don't think I'm going to put these away after the 21 days of prayer and fasting. I think we're building a good online momentum, either with people watching right away online during the live stream or listening to it on YouTube or our podcast channels and, and all those different types of things. So it's probably not going to be every day, um, but I will be getting on more frequently throughout the week uh, just to encourage you to do a live stream, to to just uh, bring something to you from God's Word as the Lord puts those things on my heart. Uh, so I hope you have enjoyed uh, these videos during the 21 days of prayer and fasting. I hope they have encouraged you in some way, shape, or form. Uh, we've talked about many different things from the promises of God to being different from the world. And, and yesterday we talked about faith, having faith. And, and we know as followers of Christ, especially in the world we're living in today, we need to have faith more than ever before. And, and I'm encouraged with uh, what's going on in people's lives, those that are really standing on the promises of God, knowing that His promises are yes and amen, and that His word never fails, and that they're spending time in God's word, and they're getting time in for prayer and communication with the Lord on a daily basis. And I want to I want to encourage you that even after this 21 days of prayer and fasting, that doesn't mean that you're to stop. You might stop fasting for a period of time, but I think fasting should become a daily habit in the lives of believers. It's not something you just do for 21 days in the beginning of the year and just, uh, you know, never do it again until the beginning of the next year. I think personally, you can make decisions throughout your walk of faith throughout this journey to take times and seasons of fasting, weeks of fasting, a day of fasting, whatever it is the Lord puts on your heart to do. I think it's something that should be continual, just like prayer and reading the Bible. I think fasting should become a habit uh, during different periods of our walk with God and different seasons that we go through as the Lord lays that on our heart. And I believe as we continue to do these things, the Bible says, when you pray, 
when you fast. It doesn't say if you do, it says when we do. It's to be a habit that we have as followers of Christ. So I just want to encourage you that even though today is the last 21 days of prayer and fasting video that I'm doing, uh, tomorrow is still day 20, Sunday is day 21, but I want you to think of it as this. Monday is day 22. uh, Tuesday is day 24. You might not necessarily be fasting uh, during next week, but you can continue your daily habits that you've been doing for the 21 days of prayer and fasting by spending time in the Word of God and spending time in prayer. Um, don't stop because the 21 days of prayer and fasting is over. I believe this is just the beginning of what God wants to do in you, through you, and around you as you don't just look at day 21 and cut everything off, but you continue every day to keep him number one. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So I want to encourage you to make it a daily habit. I've said this before. I'll say it again. People often say, well, I ain't got time for this. I ain't got time for that. You have time for what you make time for. Let me say that again. You have time for what you make time for. If you really want to do something, you know you're going to make time to do it. If you want to go, if you want to go to a concert, if you want to go to a football game, if you want to go play basketball, if, if you want to go shopping, whatever it is that you want to do, you have time for what you make time for. You see that a lot in the summertime when it comes to a lot of people in the church in the summertime. Well, I ain't got time to go to church. But yet, those very same people are at the beach Sunday morning, right? They're, they're, they're down at the beach and they're, they're doing all these different things on Sunday when God's house should be number one priority and being together and assembling with one another. So don't tell me you ain't got time to go to church. You ain't got time to read. You ain't got time to pray. I don't have time to fast. You have time for what you want to make time for. So I want to encourage you with this. Make time for the things of God. Make it your number one priority and make it a daily habit to do what God has called us to do and live how God has called us to live. Amen. That's not my message, but that's a message before my message. Who's on right now? Let me know if you're watching. I see numbers coming up there. Let me know if you're on. The roads were pretty bad this morning. I don't know if anybody else has been out on the roads, but we had to go to Gray because Victoria had a doctor's appointment. So it took us uh, a lot longer than normal to get down to Gray for her doctor's appointment, especially all them high hills and low valleys, and it was a little sketchy there a couple times in a couple places, but we made it, and we're back, safe and sound. So, this morning, or this afternoon, or whatever you want to call it, I just want to give you a quick thought on exercising your faith. Yesterday we talked about faith, but now I want to talk about exercising your faith. Faith is like a muscle, all right? Now, I know not everybody watching probably lifts weights or works out or goes to the gym or anything like that. I don't really all that much, but I have before. And I remember back when I was bench pressing uh, quite a lot, quite heavy uh, with Alan. For those of you know who know Alan in the church, uh, he we were bench pressing for quite a long time together. And and I started out being able to lift like barely anything. And Alan worked with me, yelled at me, and you know, 
as I'm getting down on the bench, you know, pumping me up, slapping my arms and all these things, trying to get it built up in my system. And he was he was showing me that I, I need to exercise and do what I need to do and strain myself to be able to to hit the next PR, the next level, the next amount of weight that I can hit. And we used to bench quite a bit. And faith is like a muscle. It's not going to grow unless you exercise it. And I remember different times when I felt like I couldn't do it and I couldn't get it up. And I would just yell and I would scream. And, and Alan would yell and scream and tell me to get it. And sure enough, after a while, I would get it up. And more and more, the, the, the more we did that, the more I, I got stronger and the muscles grew and all these different things. Now, I haven't lifted in quite a long time and all that's right back down to nothing. Um, so if I got into it again, I'd probably have to start over from scratch. But the, I know what I'm talking about when it comes to the only way you're going to grow stronger is as, uh, as the muscles are stressed. As they're pushed, as they're go, as they, as you push them beyond the limit of what you feel like you can do. That's when your muscles will grow. And that's like faith. When your faith is tested or it's tried or it seems difficult or it seems like it's stretched, it's expanding for greater capacity. Now, the times that I didn't think I could do it and I was really stretching and stretching and stretching, what I was doing was actually preparing and expanding for a greater amount of weight. I was getting stronger. Even though in the moment I might felt weak, I was actually straining my muscles and becoming stronger. The tension, you know, the, the, the difficulty, the weight, the pressure of it. And the more I did that, I was actually making myself stronger. And that's the way it is in the faith when we're stretched. When we're tested, when we're tried, you're actually expanding for greater capacity. If you never exercise your faith, your faith will never grow. You know, I believe daily, you know, we need to exercise our faith because daily there's, there's trials and there's tribulations and there's testing and there's, there's stress that could arise and there's different things. And we need to exercise our faith and our faith will become stronger as we exercise it. Trusting in God and believing in his sovereignty in this world and in your life is how you exercise the faith that he has given you. Trusting in God. When, when things don't look the way you want them to look, but yet you're trusting God, you're exercising your faith. When things look scary and fearful, but yet you count it all joy and, and you rejoice in the Lord always and you have peace in the Lord, knowing that he has everything under control, you're exercising your faith. When you give, when, when you feel like you ain't got it to give, but God puts it in, in your heart to give and you give, even when you feel like you ain't got enough to give, you give what you've got. You're exercising your faith. When you walk in obedience to whatever God has called you to do and to do what he's called you to trusting that he's going to make a way, he, he's going to supply all the resources. He's going to give you what you need to do what he's called you to do. And as you walk in that one step at a time, one act of obedience at a time, you're exercising your faith. We must exercise our faith. When you continually trust in him by walking out and acting faithfully upon his word and by remembering his wonderful deeds in gratitude, remembering his promises with thanksgiving, you are expanding the opportunities for your faith to increase. I don't believe the day you give your life to the Lord 
That's the amount of faith you had then. I don't believe that's the same amount of faith you should have a year, two years, three years, five years down the road. As you have, as you exercise your faith, your faith should become stronger. I believe when you become a new babe in Christ, maybe your faith isn't as strong as some people who have served the Lord in ten, for 10 years. And as you exercise, as you learn to trust in God as a new babe in Christ, as you learn to trust in him, as you learn to grab a hold of his word and believe what his word is saying and exercise your faith, I believe you see miracle after miracle. You go from mountaintop to mountaintop. You go from, from glory to glory and you go from uh, better experiences and better encounters in your walk with God. And as you go through those things, as you go through that process, you become, you go from a new babe in Christ to exercising your faith to a level where now, man, you can sh- teach other people how to exercise their faith. And how to trust in God. You can say, you know what? This is the amount of faith I had when I first gave my life to the Lord. But man, my faith has expanded. And my faith has increased. My faith has grown. Because I've learned to trust in Him even in trying times. Even when my faith is stretched. Even when my faith feels like I can't give anymore. I give all I can. And God continues to increase my faith. Amen. In the book of Matthew. You can read in the book of Matthew, I'm pretty sure it's chapter 8, there's a story about an army officer's servant who was sick. The man goes to Jesus and tells him about his servant who is dying. He tells him about his servant who is dying, asking that Jesus would heal him. Okay, if you're asking Jesus for something, evidently you've already got some faith in him. Okay, so he's asking Jesus to heal him. Jesus tells this officer in the book of Matthew that he will heal his servant. Catch this, it all started by having faith enough to ask. Some of you just need to get to that level where you have faith enough to ask. You have faith enough to ask, and then it moves beyond that to have faith to know what you've asked for, you will receive. That's good preaching right there. I don't care who you are. Right there, that's good. I'm going to say that again. Some of you need to simply just get to that level where you have faith enough to ask. And when you have faith enough to ask, it will increase to a faith that now you can believe what you have asked for. But some of you just need to start the process by just knowing that you can ask him. You can ask him. Well, he asked Jesus to heal his servant. And Jesus said that he will heal his servant. But the army officer replies to Jesus and says this, I'm not good enough for you to come into my house. I'm not good enough for you to come into my house. Just give the order and my servant will be, will be fine. So what he's saying here, now remember yesterday we talked about how the man took Jesus at his word. Well, this is basically the same thing in this situation. He says to Jesus, just give me the order and my servant will be fine. So he had faith not just to ask, but he also had faith to say, you know what, Jesus, all you got to do is speak it and I know it will happen. Okay, so he says, just give the order, my servant will be fine. He goes on to say, I'm a man who takes orders and gives orders. I I can say to one of them, go, and he goes. I can say to another, come, and he comes. The Bible says that Jesus marveled at the man's faith. And that he had not found faith so great anywhere in Israel. But this man had faith that Jesus marveled at. This was a man who had true faith. 
true faith. He understood Jesus was Lord. He understood who Jesus was and understood what he was capable of. And even though he had not had a lot of exposure to Jesus, he didn't have a lot of exposure to Jesus, but immediately he had great faith. So great that Jesus marveled at it. I don't know about you, but I want faith like that army officer. I want faith like that man here in the book of Matthew, where he asked, he had faith to ask, but not just to ask, but he had faith enough to say, just speak it, and I know it will happen. Just speak it, and I know it will come to pass. We grow in faith as we prove and live out the word of God. As we exercise our faith and put it into action, it is then that you see God's faithfulness on display. His faithfulness on display. We can't just say we have faith. We need to act on our faith. In the book of Romans, Paul says no one can have faith without hearing the message about Christ. No one can have faith without hearing the message about Christ. So why do I say this? By reading God's word, he increases our faith. By reading God's word, he increases our faith. You need to know his message to have faith. You can't have faith in something you don't know about. You can't tell me you have faith in God if you don't know the promises of God. You can't tell me you truly have faith in God if you don't study the Bible and truly know what he's capable of. And when we truly know the word of God and exercise our faith based upon the word of God, I believe that's when you're going to begin to see the miraculous take place in your life. I believe this is going to be a year of the miraculous taking place in your life. Like I said, I believe the Lord spoke to me the beginning of this year that this year is going to be a year of an atmosphere shift. 2024 is going to be a year of an atmosphere shift, but I believe this is all going to come as we exercise our faith, as we put our faith into action, as we believe and stand on the promises of God. Look, we got too many people sitting in church every week that just go to church and and people who even once used to believe the, the promises in God's word, the truth of God's word, people who used to be on fire, but now they just sit in church and they look like they sucked on a sour pickle right before they came, like their life is miserable, they're stressed out, they're burnt out, they have anxiety. And I'm not saying these things aren't real, but I'm saying we don't have to live like that. When we know the promises of God, I ain't got to live stressed out. When I know the promises of God, I don't have to get burnt out. I don't have to get weary in doing good. I don't have to lack in faith. I don't have to lack in trust. I don't have to lack in joy or lack in peace. But as I exercise my faith, knowing that no matter what I face, no matter what I'm going through in this present moment, as I exercise my faith, trusting in God, no matter what, I will see the miraculous take place in my life. And I believe you will see the miraculous take place in your life. So along with this year being a year of an atmosphere shift, I believe that through the atmosphere shift, you are going to see the miraculous take place in your life as you exercise your faith to trust God no matter what comes your way. In Jesus' name. By reading God's word, it increases our faith. Studying God's word. You need to know the message of God's word. God produces faith in your soul by his work and transformation in you. We can't just read it. We have to apply it. Apply it to see the transformation. So why do I say all this? I encourage you to know his word.
I encourage you to get in and study to show yourself approved. The Bible says to study to show yourself approved. And, and I want to encourage you to study God's word. I don't want you just taking these live streams. I don't want you just listening to some preacher online or just going to church on Sunday and think that's enough. That's not enough. You must have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with Jesus and you must study to show yourself approved. And I believe every time you get into God's word, you can learn something different every time. The Holy Spirit will speak to you in different ways every time. You can read the same verse 20 times and every time the Holy Spirit show you something different and, and speak to you in different ways. And, and the Holy Spirit speaks to everybody differently. And that's why it's so important to, to study to show yourself approved because the Lord knows where you are and what you need. And as you get into God's word and exercise your faith, he's going to reveal himself to you in whatever area he needs to reveal himself to you in. But it's important to get into God's word so your faith will grow. So I want to encourage you to get into his word, know his word, to believe his word, to trust in his word so that your faith will increase. Despite your current situations or fears at this moment. Look, I know if we if we paid attention just to everything on social media, if we paid attention to everything going on in the White House or in the government house or or on the news or wherever your your, your focus might be right now. Look, you need to get your focus off the world. Just like just like King Jehoshaphat said when he was facing a vast army against him, he said to the Lord, "I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you." And we might be in situations sometimes where we don't know what to do, we don't know the outcome of things, Things. We don't like that, that it's uncertain. We don't know how things are going to pan out. But as we keep our eyes on God, I don't know what to do. You may not know what to do. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. How do we keep our eyes on God? By keeping our eyes in his word. By keeping our eyes on him, in his word, spending time in prayer, studying to show ourselves approved, learning to exercise our faith and believing and standing upon the word of God. Stand firm and let nothing move you. So no matter what you're facing this morning, no matter or this afternoon, no matter what you're facing today, I, I want to, I dare you to exercise your faith. Trust in God, no matter what you're going through. Because if you're in the middle of something, I believe he's going to bring you through that. I believe no matter what you're facing right now, he's a God that you're going to, that's going to bring you out of that situation. And when you come out of that situation, exercising your faith through, through that situation, when you come out of that situation, you're going to be even greater than before you went into that situation. All because you chose to exercise your faith. Believe in his promises and believe in the promises that God has for you. Look, we got a lot of people in the faith and in the church that, that know the promises of God. They know the promises of God. You can read many, many different places in Scripture about the promises of God. But there's a difference in knowing the promises of God and knowing the promises of God are for you. I don't want you just to know the promises of God. My heart is that you don't just know the promises of God, but you know that those same very promises are for you as you walk with God and trust in Him. Remember his past faithfulness in your life as a reminder that he doesn't change. He will remain faithful until the end. I'm reminded of David and Goliath. Many know, many are familiar. You can't grow up in church without knowing the story of David and Goliath. 
And I'm reminded of David and Goliath, how David encouraged himself in the Lord. That's a way you exercise your faith by encouraging yourself in the Lord. David said, the same God that helped me defeat the lion, the same God that helped me defeat the bear, is the same God that's going to help me defeat this giant today. He was exercising his faith. He was encouraging himself in the Lord, knowing that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if God did it for him back then, he would surely do it for him today. And I want to encourage you with that this morning. The same God that defeated the lion, the same God that defeated the bear, is the same God that's going to get you through whatever it is you're facing today. You just need to encourage yourself in the Lord. You just need to exercise your faith knowing the same God that brought me through that thing last month, the same God that brought me through that thing five years ago, the same God that brought me through another day yesterday is the same exact God that's going to bring me through what I'm facing today. And I am going to take this giant down because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not set me up for failure, but I am more than a conqueror through him. He doesn't set me up to fail. He sets me up to succeed. And when you remember the promises of God, when you stand upon his word, when you exercise your faith, you can trust and never doubt that he will surely bring you out. Amen. Amen. He doesn't change and he will remain faithful until the end. Amen. That's what I have for you this, this afternoon. I hope it's encouraged you in some way, shape, or form. Like I said, today's the last day that I'm going to be doing themed 21 days of prayer and fasting videos. But uh, for those that you know have been following and things like that, I think we've built a momentum here on social media with these live streams and stuff. And, and I feel led to you know get on a few times during the week and, and do these. It could be daily. It could be every other day. I'm not going to set a time or say when, but as the Lord puts it in my spirit to get on, I'm going to get on. And you can either watch it live when it comes on, or if you're busy while it's live, you can get on later in that night and watch it or or the replay or on YouTube or podcast platforms, because I do my best to take these live streams and also put them on our YouTube channel for people to watch and on our podcast platforms as well. So I hope these have been a blessing to you. Like I said, I'm not going to be on tomorrow. Tomorrow's Saturday. I won't be over here at the church. And Sunday, we will be live for our morning service right here at His Church at 1030. Um, but I want to encourage you to be here in person. I want to encourage you to come out. If you're in the area, I want to encourage you to be here. Don't stay home by yourself. Don't be a loner. Come out and fellowship with the family of God. Um, and I believe that God is going to do great and mighty things in this place as we assemble together in the presence of the Lord. So God bless. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. And I can't wait to see you either in person on Sunday or for those that watch online, I can't wait to see you online either. God bless and enjoy the rest of your day.